0: Welcome to the first episode of Fan Fatales in 2022. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby.
1: And we hope you had a great holiday season and have an even better 2022. So in this episode, we're going to be covering some new releases since the last time we
0: talked. That's right. So we're going to be talking about in this episode, our thoughts about Encanto, Tick, Tick, Boom, and the Return to Hogwarts 20th anniversary Harry Potter special.
1: Yeah. So as always spoilers ahead so shall we get started of course so before we get started actually (laughs) i just wanted to ask you okay if there is anything about your little break i know we said it was going to be two weeks but it actually ended up being three which was really nice it was um i was very busy yeah i was too was there anything fun
0: and exciting that you did for new year's or christmas so, two things, actually. So, the weekend before Christmas, my, some of my girlfriends from high school and I, we all went to New York and got to see a couple shows in the midst of everything closing down on Broadway.
1: I know. <laughs> like, literally, you were there and you were like, oh, this closed. Oh, this closed. Oh, this closed. Oh, yes. okay. It's done. <laughs> so,
0: we ended up seeing um, Freestyle Love Supreme and Waitress, which Freestyle Love Supreme, for those of you who do not know... Is a group that was started by Lin Manuel Miranda, pre in the Heights in Hamilton, like in college wow. days. That that's just like a freestyle improv rap show. So every Ooh, that's fun every day is different, and they always have a special guest performer in this Broadway show. So I got to see Chris Jackson during my Ooh. performance. Well, he's so, good. Yeah, I like him. So good. it, it, it was. It, I highly suggest it to anyone going to New York to see that show. It's four people and the most entertaining thing I saw besides Waitress. But Waitress is now closed on Broadway. Big sad. It was such a good show. We weren't supposed to see it. We were supposed to see The Rockettes instead of Waitress. Mm -hmm. Actually, we were supposed to see The Rockettes. Then we we got tickets to Jagged Little Pill. And then we Mm -hmm. got to the theater for Jack and Quiddle Pill, and it was closed. So we ran over to Waitress and Six to see if they had six tickets available. And Waitress had six tickets in the box seating for $49 for the performance that started 30 minutes later. Wow. Yeah. And then I I went to um, Texas for Christmas and saw my family. Fun.
1: Yeah, I want to know how many, like, in the next year, how many high school theaters are going to do Waitress once it's released for, like, public
0: use. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, hmm, that's going to be it, a choice. That's going to be a choice, and I don't think it's a choice that should be made, but that's my opinion. Agreed. Um, you know. So, Gabby, what did you do um, during your Christmas slash New Year's break? A
1: whole lot of Nothing. I'm gonna be honest I went to a little family friend like get together on Christmas Eve that we do every year okay and somebody came super sick and got everybody else sick literally everybody talked to that I talked to that went got sick I let's see I was the first of my family to get sick I got sick Sunday night And I'm just now barely feeling better. I got sick the Sunday after Christmas, so. Wow. Yeah. I've been sick for like three weeks. No COVID or anything. Like, I tested negative.
0: I also tested negative. We both got COVID tests over the brain. (laughs) Woohoo!
1: So if you guys hear me coughing in this episode, that's why I'm still trying to get over this last little bit of this bug that's just stuck. Yeah. Um, let's see. Other than that, I didn't really do much. I just watched movies all day.
0: Um, <laughs> what did you do on New Year's Eve? Cuz I know.
1: Oh, I played a game of D&D with some friends, and luckily that's all online. We talk over Discord and we use Roll20 to play the game. So, I was able to play D&D with some some friends yes. on New Year's Eve, which if you follow us on Instagram, You would have already have known that.
0: Yes. And I, on New Year's Eve, went to a small um, New Year's Eve party with some people from my church. And it was at this Disney Imagineers house that I've probably talked about a bunch on the show before. Mm -hmm. Super cool. New Year's. Do you have any New Year's resolutions or intentions, as I like to call them? Yeah. So... Actually,
1: last year at, like, the beginning of the year. Okay. Maybe not the beginning of the year, but, like, really early in the year. I bought, let's see, like, $80 worth of books. I bought a box set of Stephen King. Um, It has The Shining, Carrie, Salem's Lot. I bought Pride and Prejudice. And I bought a book from one of my favorite authors, Jodi Picoult. I bought a book from her. And I didn't read them at all. I, like, I'm halfway through The Shining. And I stopped reading it. Oh, and I also wanted to read uh, *Sorcerer's Stone* too. That was another one I wanted to read. But so I'm like, I gotta read these freaking books. Yeah, yeah, you do. So I actually that that's my intention. I started reading all of these good books that I have. I'm I'm working through *The Shining* right now, and it's great. It's just as good as I thought it was gonna be. A lot scarier than the movie, though. Interesting yeah it's a lot scarier than the movie
0: yeah my intention is very similar to yours it's also um reading um a bunch of books i have a goal of 25 because last year i read 20 new books so i want to up it to five more (laughs) gotta be staring at me like I'm that makes my
1: that makes my six look like nothing
0: (laughs) well my 20 books that i read um this past year would not have been possible without audible
1: and you guys
0: have our first first
1: sponsor
0: (laughs) (laughs) so um one of my favorite books that or shall i say book series that i read on audible this past year was the chronicles of narnia adult box set which is one that's right you heard me one audible credit And it is um, narrated by a bunch of famous British actors like Kenneth Branagh, who was Goderee Lockhart in Harry Potter, and Sir Patrick Stewart, and more.
1: Yeah. And you guys, Audible doesn't just have audiobooks anymore. They also have some of your favorite podcasts. Like, for me, I was super into the Office Ladies podcast this year. And guess what? You can find them on Audible. So... If you follow our link down below in our description, you will get a 30 day free trial and you get a one credit for any premium selection. So, if you'd like, go listen to that uh, Narnia box set that Emma was just talking about. And you get two credits if you're a Prime member. I'm a Prime member. I love Amazon Prime. I'm a Prime member. Amazon Prime is like uh, the best. And so, and you get a. Let me try this again. And you also get all of the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. And you can listen to those all you want in those free 30 days. And you don't even need credits for any of those types of things, you know? So if you're, like, really into self-help this year and you just want to be a better person, you want to get better for yourself, go find... The guided wellness that you need on Audible. They got you. Yes. And you know the best part for me? What? Is I hate when a free trial is done and then they just charge your card. They don't say anything. They're just like, we're just going to keep taking this money. And then like a year later, you're still getting charged for it and you didn't even know. Audible doesn't do that, you guys. They send you an email reminder before your trial ends to let you know, hey, The trial's over. Do you want to keep going with us? If you like Audible, guys, if you like listening to podcasts, if you like listening to books, or if you want to start a New Year's resolution or an intention to read more, get more educated, listen to whatever you want to listen to, Audible has got you, you guys. Yes. So go follow our link in the description. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash fan fatals the same way it's spelled everywhere else that's audibletrial.com com forward slash fan fatals you can also find the link down in our description below
0: and you
1: guys get that
0: awesome deal yeah come on so gabby besides reading all those amazing books um what else are you looking forward to in 2022 honestly do you have anything yet
1: I don't really have anything yet,
0: okay. but
1: I'm just looking forward to making this year a good year. You know what? No matter what happens in the world, that's something we can't control. Whatever yeah. happens is going to happen. And I'm just really looking forward to, first of all, I'm looking forward to getting into a university. That would be nice. There we go. I don't find out until April, but you know, that would be nice to get into university. Yeah. I'm getting it. I'm getting in. I'm getting in. Put it out there. Put the intentions yeah. out there. <laughs> But yeah, I'm just really excited to like start the next chapter in my life because yeah. this is
0: this is a new new start for
1: me. You know, I'm really excited.
0: This weekend I'm buying tickets to my first ever fan convention. Yee! I'm very excited and I'm getting a Disney annual pass for Ooh, my birthday. Like I'm buying that's it It's exciting. Myself.
1: Which convention are you going to?
0: So, it is going to be, it's MegaCon, it's in Orlando, and it's in May. Ooh, exciting. And they're run by the same people that do Fan Expo. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I thought of another thing I'm excited for. Okay. I'm excited for our girls' trip to Nashville. That's going to be fun. Ooh. Um, and my last one that I'll mention for now is, in June, my, one of my best friends is getting married, and right before that, I'm going over to see our lovely editor in person.
1: That is true. Yes. So yes. And just before that, <laughs> we're going to Nashville. I love that. So wait, we're going to have two <laughs> guest episodes in a row again. <laughs> yup. Or we're just going to have to record way in advance. Yeah. Figure it out.
0: We will. So, so
1: let's get into some of this content that was released recently.
0: Yes. Would you like to do uh, the first movie?
1: Yeah. So the first movie that we're gonna talk about for a little bit is gonna be in I'm so yes. excited. I loved this movie. It um, like literally okay. three minutes in, I was crying, honestly. Literally. I have
0: seen this movie at least 15 times since it came out on Disney+. So I've seen it like two times.
1: But you know what? I love this movie. The music slaps Lemon so hard.
0: Greatness. Also, so I'm kind of mad. I'll get Why into it mad? later on when we talk more about the music. Get into the synopsis. Okay. okay.
1: So the synopsis, if you haven't seen the movie yet, first of all, what are you doing? This movie is amazing. It is. Second of all, the synopsis is the Madrials are an extraordinary family that live in a magical house in the Colombian mountains. But when Mirabel, the only ordinary family member, discovers the magic surrounding their home is in danger, she may be her family's last hope. It was directed by Jared Bush, Byron Howard, and Cherise Castro Smith. It came out in 2021, AO. Yes. <laughs> and the cast includes Stephanie Beatrice as Mirabel maria cecilia botero as abuela alma and olga merediz i think that's how you say her last name as abuela alma's singing voice who was the original broadway cast of abuela in in the heights she was also in the movie yes um it also features john linguizamo as bruno Um, aka said the sloth yes (laughs) honestly look i love his i love him anyway (laughs) Um, Mauro Castillo as Felix, Jessica Darrow as Luisa, Angie Cepeda as Julieta, Carolina Guitan as Peppa, Diane Guerrero as Isabella, Wilmer Valderrama as Augustine, who was Handy Manny. <laughs> yes.
0: And he's also the uncle in Wizards of Waverly Place. No. Yes, yeah, he's one of the uncles. On the mom's side, not the dad's side.
1: On the mom's side. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> It also includes Renzi Felix as Camilo. Um, Ravi Cabot conyers as Antonio. I don't know who. Adasa as Dolores. And Maluma. Love him. He's... Oh, I love him as Mariano.
0: Ah, uh, Yes. I was like, I don't know when to end this cast list. And I was like, I should probably include Mariano. Yeah. Yeah, he's Uncle Ernesto. From Wizards of Waverly Place.
1: Yes. You're talking about uh, Wilmer Valderrama, right? Yeah. Okay, because Maluma is a singer and I love him. My mom loves him too.
0: (laughs) I thought I would put it out there. Um, some fun facts about this film are during um, during the song um, All of You, which is toward the end of the film, Bruno sings the line, let it out, let it in, let it go. And while this line is rapped by him, the notes from the piano introduction of Let It Go is played, which I thought was pretty cool. It um, is cool. Yeah. Bruno was originally named Oscar, but his name was changed by Lin-Win- Lin-Manuel Miranda To better fit the song lyrics, we don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. And then the last fun fact is this movie and Raya and the Last Dragon mark the first time in Disney history that two human female protagonists from two different Disney animated canon films have first appeared within the same year. Which I thought was just like a really cool fun fact. But also, it took them until 2021. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean... Think about how far, like, animation technology has come True. within the past, just within the past, like, 10 years. True. Like, 10 years ago, they would have, like, they were just barely getting to do, like, 3D animation well. And, like, you know? Yeah. So, like, they were working on projects like Tangled and The Princess and the Frog at the same time. But The Princess and the Frog came out first just because of whatever reason, you yeah. know? Just because they were still building the technology to do it. True. So, I just, I think it's more of a feat of how long animation has come. And, True. I mean, how many... Like, we've had steadily... We've had at least two animated Disney movies for the last few years now. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. When before, it used to be like a gap of four years, five years, sometimes even six years between films. Yeah. So... I'm here for it, though. Give me more Disney content to talk about. I'm more than happy to talk about new Disney stuff, oh, you same. know. Oh, yeah, same. Yeah. So back to what I was saying earlier about John Linguizamo. One of my favorite parts in this whole movie <laughs> is when Minna Man first meets Bruno. And he's like, she sees all the patched cracks. And she's like, oh, did you patch them? And he's like, oh, no, I'm too much of a scaredy cat hernando patches them and then he like puts on the hood and he's just like i'm hernando i'm afraid of nothing i love that and then he goes and jorge makes the speckle
0: <laughs> i love that moment too
1: <laughs> i love it i love it the voices are great i love i love the memes the memes Dang. are so good i don't know if y'all are on encanto tiktok but i am i am
0: that's all Sorry, my tiktok i scratched is. my mic <laughs> I heard that. Sorry. Um but yeah, I um I am heavily on in conto TikTok same especially Bruno teaching the rats Broadway musicals, yes annoying the crap out of dwarves TikTok.
1: Yes, yes. And I love I love in the background if we don't talk about Bruno when he's just like jamming out.
0: Yes, that is one of my favorite songs in this movie.
1: I it love that and Waiting on a Miracle. So
0: hard. All of the songs are great. So, what I was it's... mad about earlier that I said yeah. is recently it was announced. I am reading it off of my phone. Um, <laughs> that 15 songs will advance in the original song category for the 94th Academy Awards.
1: And I one saw of them
0: this. is an Encanto song. But it's not a song that I don't I think should be on it. You saw it too? How do you yes, pronounce I did. It? It, it? It's the song that the grandfather sings when the, when Abuela Those and.
1: Liguitas. Yes. Yeah. Which it, it means should... two caterpillars. Yes. <laughs> and honestly, I understand why. Like, I understand the why. lyrics. It's just. The lyrics are beautiful. Yeah. Like, okay. I found this out. If you're watching it and you have the English subtitles on, they subtitle the song in English. It made me cry. And if you read the subtitles while you're watching the movie, they will make you sob violently. Like, (laughs)
0: like,
1: seriously, I I was ugly crying. It's
0: the least catchy song. Like, it's my most skipped, if any... On the Encanto soundtrack. Well, yeah, because it's the slow song. It's not the one you can, like, jam out to in the car. No, but usually they choose a jam out to in the car song.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think, honestly, I think it's just so pretty. And it's one of the only songs that's in Spanish, which I like. True. I like that. But I also think, I mean, from what I remember from the video I saw about this, (coughs) sorry, <clears throat> I remember there being something like there can be two songs from a film in one category. Yes. I think.
0: And so they um, could have. Be Our Guest and Beauty and the Beast were like that. Well, yeah. both of them were nominated for the same.
1: Yeah. So I think that had they submitted another song, I think it would have been okay.
0: Same. But. Which I they also... might have, because there were 84 songs that were eligible yeah. to be Go Forth. It just might not have been chosen.
1: Yeah. So, but from what I remember, they only submitted
0: that one. Okay.
1: Interesting. Um, I just watched this video this morning, actually.
0: No, this morning? Yesterday. Yesterday. Um, so The only other song on this list that I've even listened to... Is the song that's in the Dear Evan Hansen movie that they add that's on this list? Yeah,
1: well, the anonymous ones.
0: Of... Hmm. It's called the anonymous ones. It's the it's a really pretty song. Hmm.
1: Sounds like it, the first thing that came to hit in my mind was the guilty ones from Spring Awakening.
0: So it's a sure song that's sung like by it. um oh I forget the character's name but it's the class president girl, Alana. Yeah, Alana. And it was. I think I
1: remember something about this.
0: Yeah. And it was written with the actor who played Alana's help.
1: I remember this.
0: Yeah. It's a yeah. pretty song. I just. I feel like yeah. the Encanto song will win. It's just. I wish it was another one that made it through as well. Yeah,
1: I agree. But I I really like this I I understand the choice
0: I understand the choice I I feel like, like it's made me sad
1: I feel like they weren't expecting We Don't Talk About Bruno to blow up the way it did <laughs> especially yeah. like with the memes the memes you guys are so so good if you just click on the song in TikTok the memes it's the most trending <gasps> song on TikTok right now
0: it's the most trending song. Of January of 2022. I was talking to Kara earlier today, or earlier this week, telling her that my Apple Rewind, Apple Music Rewind is going to be so messed up because of this movie.
1: Same. Well, mine is going to be messed up because all of December, all I listened to was Nashville. All I listened to was Cast of Nashville. So we'll see how that turns out. But
0: all I've to seriously, this movie—this was this soundtrack.
1: Yeah, no, because we don't talk about Bruno is the number one song right now, number one in all categories. Yeah, because it slaps that hard. But they—I'm sure they weren't expecting it
0: to go that hard. Oh no, I think they were expecting like surface pressure to be the banger nah it's good but it's not it it's no i think that that is what they were trying yeah because that was the song that everyone talked about in the beginning
1: yeah and then they were all we don't talk about bruno though
0: yeah (laughs) which also i read something about surface pressure and lynn wrote it for his sister his older sister like about her oh i read which made me sad yeah that's really sad. Another moment in a song, while well, you're thinking of what Go ahead. your train of thought was, one of my favorite moments is when the family, at the end of the um, movie, does the whole, We see how bright you are. We see how brave you've been. I see yourself in turn. You're the real one, kid. Let us in. And she brings back the magic. And Aunt Antonio brings her the knob and it has the m on it oh and he holds I her crap. hand like he does during the gift ceremony which is another one of my favorite scenes oh, where he that says was so good. i need I you i need you oh! <laughs> also I was crushed speaking of that moment the family is so crap to her during yeah. that ceremony they forget yeah. her in the family picture
1: yeah yeah, no, I watched this movie with my grandma. And at the end of the movie, she goes, I don't get that movie. <laughs> and I was like, why don't you get it? And she was like, I don't get why they're all so mean to the little girl. What did she do? I don't get it. <laughs> and she, truth be told, she was like half asleep through half the movie. So I kind of had to like re-explain it to her. Yeah. <clears throat> and sometimes she has a hard time like understanding the plots of movies. Just she has a hard time following things like I do yeah but literally every like five minutes i was like i get that reference my family does that oh okay like i or i was sobbing like yeah (laughs) i was crying throughout most of this movie like okay i love i love that in we don't talk about bruno like the whole premise is we don't talk about him but we do Yeah. Like, that's such a thing. Like, especially in Latin culture, like, you announce that you don't talk about something. But, like, when you're, like, behind closed doors and when, like, everybody's, like, has their back turned, you talk about it all the time. Like, like, that's something we'd even do in my family. So, yeah. I agree. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's that thing we don't talk about. But then, like, when nobody's around, we're like, so let's talk about that thing really quick.
0: (laughs) I agree that does happen my family yeah
1: yeah so yeah i think that's that why that one was kind of one of my favorite songs but i also love what else can i do yes i I, love that song too it's so good the songs in this movie are so good good. okay the reason i love what else can i do so much is because just the
0: colors are so
1: pretty (sighs)
0: The other side of t- um, Encanto um, TikTok I'm on is Isabella is part of the LGBTQ in some way community. I saw a few of those videos, and then I, I saw this other video about it, and that kind of shared my feelings about it. Like, I saw the video that... I think you're talking about that, like, it's like, hey, like, let's not make it. Yeah. I I agree. Like,
1: I get it. It's great to have representation. Like, I love being represented by this movie just because I love it. You know? Yeah. I love this movie so much. It, like, it really hit me on a deeper level. And I... I don't know. I think... I liked that it didn't follow the traditional narrative of pretty girl, pretty guy, the family wants them together, they want to be together. But they were actually doing it for their family, which happens a lot, actually. It does. Like, oh, it's a lot more common than people think. Where, like, people get married to other people because their families want them to get married, not really because they want to. Yeah. So, like... I liked that it, like, became a moment where Dolores finally got her moment, you know? Because she was—she and Isabella are supposed to be
0: the same age. Yes, I have a—hold on. I sent it to Sean a few weeks ago.
1: Um, Yeah, it's like—
0: The age gap of everyone. Yeah, like, Dolores and Isabella are the same age. Yeah, they're both 22. So Isabella and Dolores are 22. Louisa is 19. Uh, Mirabel and Cam- um, Camilo yeah. had, um, are 15, and Antonio is um, 5. And then Bruno, Peppa, Julieta, Augustine, and Felix are all 50. And then Abuela, Alma, is 75. Yeah. So,
1: I think it's really nice that, like, they have this moment, like, where, you know, like, you hear... Dolores sing in we don't talk about Bruno like oh I was always told that the man of my dreams would always be just out of reach right betrothed to another and then she like she gets to be the girl who gets him at the end you know she gets that guy that she wants and like Isabella isn't like trapped in this like thing that she doesn't really want and so like I don't know I see how like people could read LGBT into that and like I kind of thought that too. Not going to lie. I was like seriously thinking that they were going to have her be like, I'm gay. But like, that's not really what the story is about. No. You know, the story is about. Accepting your family and loving each other for who you are. Like, and it's like not really about that. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. I feel like it would have just been like a little egregious had they thrown that in. That's a good word for it. I think it would have been egregious. So, anyway.
0: I love Dolores. Speaking I do too. Her, she's I love... My favorite I love, character.
1: I love the memes of her not being able to sleep because all she hears are Bruno's telenovelas.
0: She has to have a soundproof room. Like, each one of them has, like, their she own has- special room. Her room but then has to be how could she hear...
1: But then how could she hear Luisa's eye twitching all night? True. Maybe the room just, like, lets her hear certain things, but not everything. Yeah. That would be convenient.
0: Who is Bruno, and what did he do to Disney?
1: Yeah. First Luca. Yeah, with Silencio Bruno. Yes. And now, we don't talk about him? Why? Both
0: in 2021 as well. Yeah. Maybe we don't talk about him because you silenced him. <laughs> I watched a theory on the Super Carlin Brothers um, channel today talking about Alberto's father in Wuka being Bruno.
1: Being Bruno? Oh, my
0: God. I think that's that a was... little bit of a stretch. It was. <laughs> that's a little bit of a stretch for me. It was. <laughs> Especially because one takes place in Italy. And one takes place in Colombia. But Alberto's father, or mother does have to be, a, um. Oh, what are they? The like water mon- water monster people. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't
1: remember what they're called. I haven't seen that movie in ages.
0: Yeah, but like she has to be the at least part that in order for him to have it.
1: What if that's his gift?
0: but it's also disproven very quickly by dolores being like oh yeah i heard him every day
1: yeah i'm sure have you seen Um, okay we need to move on but really quick have you seen that meme of that girl who was like dressed up as dolores and she was like no what i was just talking about when i hear him now no i literally hear him now oh that's so sweet you can hear him like he had such a profound impact on you no i literally hear him singing in the walls about his rats Oh, that's so sweet. You remember him so fondly. Red no, me he is here. Yeah, he's literally all- here in the building. Oh Red yeah, his spirit's watching over us. Oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that? Yes, I have. That one's so good, so good. Okay, we need to move so, on.
0: So, um, really quick,
1: what do you rate it out of ten? A
0: hundred. Hundred out of ten. 10 out of 10. 100. Whatever. <laughs> I agree. Um, what do you think Grand Tomatoes um, critic and audience score is?
1: I don't even want to know. It's real good. Okay. Critics, 95.
0: Okay. Audience, 98. So the critic score is a 91%. <laughs> That's, and it? The That's it. Audience score is <laughs> ninety three percent. That's it. Not high enough. I oh wait never mind. I was about to say I will say that all of them are in the nineties today. And then I looked at the other two we're covering, and they're not in the nineties. <coughs> so ignore that. Okay. Well, at least one of the two scores for both of them <coughs> are in the nineties. So yeah. Okay. So our next one is another Lin-Manuel Miranda thing.
1: Yeah, he directed it, though. He didn't do any of the music, because the music already existed. True. Which so, is why none of this was eligible for an Oscar.
0: hmm So this is Tick, Tick, Boom, which the synopsis is on the cusp of his 30th birthday, a promising young theater composer, Jonathan Larson. Jonathan Larson. <laughs> Navigates love, friendship, and the pressures of life as an artist in New York City. It was directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and it came out last year, 2021, in, uh, on Netflix. It sounds
1: weird hearing <laughs> 2021 was last year.
0: I know. Um, the cast includes Andrew Garfield as Jonathan Larson,
1: Alexandra is-
0: Shipp as Susan.
1: Really quick. Andrew Garfield as Jonathan Larson is literally perfect. Because if you put yes. up photos of them side by side, they are nearly identical. It yes. is
0: nuts how similar Andrew Garfield looks to Jonathan Larson. So Andrew Garfield as Jonathan Larson. <laughs> Alexandra Shipp as Susan. Robin D. Jesus as Michael. Vanessa Hudgens as Carissa. Joshua Henry as Roger. Jonathan Mark Sherman as Ira Witzman. Michaela J. Rodriguez as Carolyn. Ben Levi Ross as Freddie. Judith Light as Rosa Stevens. And Bradley Whitford as the late Stephen Sondheim. I know. Ugh. He passed, what, two weeks after this one came out? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I, it was, because he passed out, Um, he passed away two weeks after this came out but two weeks before west side story came out okay so yeah
1: also You're- didn't he pass literally the week after they renamed one of the broadway theaters after him yes or wasn't it like that week
0: i think so it was yeah. it's the theater that the mrs doubtfire musical is now in
1: yeah it used to be i don't even know
0: i don't know hence why they renamed it the stephen Sonheim theater duh yes so, so, I will do the second fun facts because it's very long. You can do the first one. I honestly love the fun facts for this movie.
1: I also have another fun fact about this one. So, after okay. these ones, I have to add my own because okay. I know a lot about this movie because I know way too much about Jonathan Larson. Like, I love Rent and I love I do Jonathan Larson. I know Larson. you love Rent.
0: I love your um, Mimi Cosplay. Thanks. <laughs> So after
1: deciding on Andrew Garfield for the lead role, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda didn't really know if he could sing, though. That I, That's kind of a problem. He was like, OK, Andrew Garfield. Oh, wait, can you sing? So he asked a mutual friend, um, Greg Mealy, if Garfield actually could sing, to which he said that Andrew had, quote, the voice of an angel. After Miranda left, Mealy called Garfield and actually asked him if he could sing, to which Garfield was like, eh. Yes. Kind of. And then
0: the other fun fact is the Sunday Diner musical number contains many Broadway legends, old and new, um, including Joel Grey, Cheetah Rivera, Andre DeShields, Bebe Newworth, Mm -hmm. Brian Stokes Mitchell, Howard McGillen, Felicia Rashad, and Beth Malone. Hamilton Original Broadway cast members, Renee Elise Goldsberry, Philippa Sue, and Lin-Manuel Miranda. Duh. Rent Original Broadway... What? Duh. Of course Lin-Manuel Miranda's gonna be True. in it. <laughs> Rent Original Broadway cast members, Adam Pascal, Daphne Ruben Vega, uh, and Wilson Jeremine... It's Jermaine. Her- Jermaine... Heradia. And- radio Wilson, Jermaine, want to try that again. Yeah. Yes. And Sunday in the par- uh, Park with George's original dot, Bernadette Peters. Yes. Bernadette Peters is like
1: Stephen Sondheim's. Okay. Bernadette Child. Peters and Stephen Sondheim are like Lin-Manuel Miranda and Chris Jackson. Like they did everything together.
0: Or um, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Yeah. And helena or tim burton and helena bottom carter
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so really quick in case you don't know like some of these people are like what they're from um andre de shields is most notably known as hermes in Hades Town right now um, but he was also
0: the wizard in the Wiz. yes he was also the wizard cast. in the Wiz,
1: which is like that's how he that was his claim to fame
0: yes and joel gray was also the wizard <laughs> Yeah, but in Wicked, in Wicked, original Broadway cast. Yeah, Um, Brian Stokes Mitchell
1: was in a ton of like, ton of stuff, but I most notably know him from Ragtime, which is a beautiful show. If you've never listened to it, it is gorgeous. Uh, Um, think think who else? I'm like trying to think. Cheetah Rivera, she was in like freaking everything. Yeah, she was in so much. Like she was in, let's see, West Side Story. She was in... Was she in Evita? I think so. She was in Chicago. She was in Chicago, yeah. Like, she's in a lot of stuff. Also, another fun fact, Renee Elise Goldsberry also performed in Rent. She was in the closing cast of Rent. So you have the opening Mimi and the closing Mimi,
0: which I think is so cool. I'm sorry. I'm trying to see if she was in... um... Vita, which it's not coming up on her IMDb that she was. Cheetah Rivera.
1: Not the movie, the musical.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the musical. Oh. Okay, never mind. Just kidding. Cheetah Rivera but was. But only a movie has Vita. some
1: of her credits, not all of them. Okay. But so she was in a lot of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's very cool that they have the opening cast of Mimi and they also have the last like the first movie ever to be on broadway and the last one to ever be on broadway
0: yeah so my mom and i watched this movie together during um winter break or mm-hmm. was it thanksgiving break it Was one of those two and it was just her and i downstairs and we were watching this number and she's like wait a second that's cheetah rivera i was like wait a second that's Andre, Andre Shields. So then I looked it up and I saw that all these people were in it. So we made a game of playing, like, Where's Waldo with the Broadway legends. I did the same
1: thing. I was watching it. And I was like, hey, that's Andre De Shields. Hey, that's Brian Stokes Mitchell. Hey, that's
0: Renee Elise Goldsberry and Philip Asu. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Which I liked having all of the Broadway legends.
1: I, I did too.
0: Don't. Like the song,
1: I agree. I think the song is kind of boring.
0: The song, yeah, it's gorgeous because it's all these famous Broadway legends singing it. Yeah, <coughs> but <coughs> I, I
1: don't know. No, I agree. Like, okay, here's the thing: Jonathan Larson's work, ever since he died, has become like you don't touch it. It's like one of those things. You know, that's like in theater that's like like you don't change Sondheim. Ghost light. Yeah. Like leave it's like one of those things where it's like I don't know, there are just like certain rules about doing theater. And like as you learn about theater and as you participate in it, you just kind of know. Like one of them is like you don't touch other people's props. That's just something you don't do. Oh yeah. Like that's just um, everybody knows the Scottish play. Yeah, you don't say the name Macbeth in a theater. Yes, some people take it as far as not saying it at all. That's me. That's that's a little extreme for me. I think I think just in a theater. I can. Whistling I'll, in a theater I'll say is it another one. If
0: I'm in a Shakespeare class and we're covering it.
1: Yeah. But other than but, that. <laughs>
0: Um, I've been in two casts where it was said and bad things happened, so I, like, do not touch that word. Yeah,
1: I try not to. Honestly, it, like, every time I see it, I get a little bit of the (laughs) heebie-jeebies.
0: It's like the Grinch to me. You don't touch it with a nine-foot pole. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But there are just certain
1: rules about theater, and one of them is, like, you don't touch jonathan larson's work that's why rent is so long yes and so eclectic and all over the place first of all that's just because how jonathan larson wrote like literally if you listen to the soundtrack of tick tick boom it sounds like you're listening to 12 different shows
0: oh yeah but like <laughs> uh, let me tell you uh so when i was i think 11 or 12 um idina menzel did her giant concert that she did back like right when the first frozen came out like 2013 yeah. 2014 mhm um, for if then right i think it was for if then but i got i got tickets to see that and i remember her doing a little spiel about Jonathan Larson before singing a song because and i'm sure we'll talk about it later but rent close or rent the day that rent opened on broadway was the day that jonathan larson passed
1: yeah and it's so sad he was taken from us way too early he was Um, and the sad thing is it's not anything that could have been like prevented yeah like
0: kind of but like if he was diagnosed early he would it would have been prevented
1: yeah but like Even then, I've, like, read a bunch of articles, not a bunch of articles, but quite a few articles about it that were, like, even if he was diagnosed early, like, probably now he would have been fine. Yeah. Back then, there was, like, okay, well, like, you could take medication for it, but, like, there's still a good chance that, like, I don't remember exactly what it was that he had. Yeah. But, um, basically, he had a condition that made him really susceptible to aortic aneurysms. And that's eventually what took his life, which is really unfortunate. But, you know, watching the opening cast of Rent talk about Jonathan Larson, like, as a person, is, like, so touching. I Like, every time I watch them talk about it, I cry. Same.
0: And, like, I And had... another thing I do want to mention is, four days ago... Jonathan Larson's father, Alan Larson, passed away. Oh, that's really sad. I saw that news, and I think I read somewhere, and I'm looking it up right now. But it said something about how he, like, helped Lin-Manuel Miranda get John Aww. right for the movie. That's good. I love that. I love that. So so I'm glad that he got to see this movie, at least, before. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) he and his wife, after Jonathan Larson's passing in 1996, um, they started the Jonathan Larson Performing Arts Foundation from Mm -hmm. 1997 to 2008, which granted um, grants to uh, musical theater composers, lyricists, and book writers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were really cool.
1: And I think, I think it's really beautiful, like, the kind of impact that he had on the theater community. He, we would not really, have Hamilton. No, we wouldn't. He really perfected the, like, rock musical. Yeah. And, I- you know, I think. It's a really, I really like that Tick Tick Boom gets his story out there. And I like that it Sick. has become a lot more mainstream. Now, honestly, it's not my favorite. Not
0: going to lie. It's not my favorite musical. But It's not my favorite musical, but I like it for it telling the story that we never knew of Jonathan. Exactly. I like it. Like nowadays we only think of him for making rent. Yeah. We don't see his failures pre rent.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's it's really nice. Plus I don't know, I just I just really like it. Same. For what it is. Also not that like it's definitely not in my top ten. I might pull some audition songs from it, but then, you know what? Everybody's going to start pulling audition songs from it. Yeah. Which sucks for the people who had it in their book 10 years ago. Yeah, it really does. Like, could you imagine how many girls just had to pull Come to Your Senses out of their book? I know, right? Like, I I have an audition for In the Heights next month, and I know half of the girls are going to walk in there with Come to Your Senses. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. And burn. That's the other one.
0: You know what you're going to sing yet? I'm figuring no? it out still. Okay. Um, yeah, like, going back to we wouldn't have Hamilton without it, there's this weird, like, timeline where if we don't have – it's either Ro- uh, Roger or Hammerstein. If we don't have them, we don't have Sondheim. And without Sondheim, we don't have Jonathan Larson. And without Jonathan Larson, we don't have Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Stephen Sondheim, he his voice is in the movie, like Stephen that Sondheim's was the one, voice. That was the one the, the <laughs> I was I thinking of. I beat you of. to it. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of. I couldn't remember. <laughs> so in the final uh, moment, or one of the final moments of the film, we see Jonathan Larson listening to, like, his voicemail. And it's Stephen Sondheim talking yeah. to Jonathan Larson's voicemail. About that Superbia. About Superbia. And that was Stephen Sondheim. Mm-hmm. Which I think
1: it's a very sweet, full-circle moment after...
0: I watched this after Stephen Sondheim died. Same. I think I watched it, like, the... Yes, I watched it during winter break, and it was the first thing I watched after coming home that, like, Saturday night. Yeah. So it was right after he passed. I think it's a
1: very nice, full-circle moment. If you, like, watching it in the context of what's happened in the last few weeks, and of all of the people
0: that have died in the last month. Which... I almost sent you a TikTok that terrified me yesterday. I forget who it was, but someone was, it had the Harry Potter music under it, and it had Maggie Smith. Did you see I the TikTok? Saw this. <laughs> I saw this. I saw
1: this. We'll talk about yesterday. this in a minute. This guy? We'll talk about this in a minute. We'll talk about okay. this in a minute. <laughs> when, we talk,
0: when we get to the, to the oh, last okay. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about it then. Okay. okay but yeah, like, so many people died at the end of last year sometime betty white i know i saw i saw that and i was like oh my god (laughs) she was almost there 17 days yeah yeah
1: we're taking a really sad turn i know (laughs) so it was was always
0: gonna end up this way with jonathan larson (laughs)
1: yeah because jonathan larson like
0: (sighs) um It always gets really sad. I have a fun fact that I learned at um, a little Adam Pascal workshop I went to.
1: I love Adam Pascal. He's so nice.
0: Yes. I met him. So, during the workshop. Go ahead. I went to. um, He was talking about how after. So, he never did a musical until Rent. Like, his Mm -hmm. first show was Rent. I don't know how many people realize this. And. After high school he tried like his rock band thing and that never went anywhere. And his childhood best friend, Idina Menzel, you know, mm-hmm. childhood best Just friend. Casual. Um was like, Hey, we're having trouble casting this role. I think you'd be perfect. He's an ex rock star guy. And he's like oh. And it was and he auditioned and got the part of Roger. Yeah.
1: Anthony Rapp and Adam Pascal are two of the nicest guys. Oh my gosh. We can't, like, there's no nicer guys than them. They are so nice. I met them at a concert that they did here a long time ago. Yeah. But, you know, after I was like, we got to meet them and take photos with them. And I was like, you know, like, Rent is one of my favorite shows ever. Like, my dream. Is to be mimi one day i am determined that is my end goal if i like never do theater again if i got to play mimi once
0: like that that yeah. would be it
1: like my life would be i would be fulfilled
0: yeah so i remember a community theater had just had auditions for rent in the day of the <sighs> adam pascal workshop was the day that everyone was um getting their call Of like, hey, we want to offer you. So my friend Richard, it was like a high school. It was like the school edition of Rent. But like they don't really change that much in it besides like one thing. Which I don't like. I know.
1: I don't like the school edition of Rent. This goes against the rules of not changing Jonathan Larson. And that bothers me. I agree.
0: This theater ever since has done Rent like five times. Like the full version of Rent. Good. Good with their adult cast they haven't done it with their high school cast since no but my friend richard he was able to like go up to adam pascal and be like hey i'm playing roger any tips (laughs) that's cool and the girl who played mimi um her name is brie which i love brie she's an amazing performer um she's like hey i just got cast as mimi any tips that's my dream it was just the right sweetest there. Sweetest thing. Also, another actor that I want to mention about this movie in particular is Joshua Henry. Who who does he play again? He plays I What? I don't know. Roger. He plays Roger. I don't know who Roger is supposed to be Me in real either. life. But he plays Roger. I got to see him in one of his one of the last performances of Waitress. He was Dr. Prometer. Yeah. I like In the shit. closing cast. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I want to see if Roger was supposed to be anyone in Jonathan Jonathan's life. I think
1: he was. I, I
0: don't think, think so, too. I just.
1: I don't think it's Roger the way we see him. But. You know. Yeah. The one thing I did really like about watching this movie is I loved watching it and being like, I got that reference. I got that reference. Like, all of the references oh, so that he it's... put in Rent.
0: So it's Roger Bart is who he was. Who? He performed... Um, Hold on. Let's make sure this is right. Yeah. He performed... The song Go the Distance from the 1997 animated film Hercules. Oh! I knew I knew that name. I didn't remember why. That Roger Bart. He was Snoopy and You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Yeah, he's good. He was just in the Hercules um, tryout for Broadway as Hades. So, like, young Hercules from the original movie plays Hades Hades now. Um, And right now he's on the West End in the Back to the Future musical as Dr. Emmett Brown. I don't know how I feel about that either. I don't like it.
1: There's too many movie musical adaptations. Don't get me wrong. A few of them are pretty good. But I think just everybody's doing it right now. And I'm like, you know what? Not every movie needs to be a musical. Yeah. I mean, Waitress was a movie. Yeah, but I think they improved on it. Like, they nobody really did. knew the movie of Waitress. No.
0: Like, a few people did, but not a lot. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you want to do the other fact about Superbia?
1: Oh, why it's not on the soundtrack?
0: Yes, which makes me sad, but I understand now with the fact yeah, that you put because it. because Emma's favorite song is
1: Superbia, which I have realized that this is like one of the most polarizing songs in this entire thing. You either love it or you hate it. And I'm in the camp that I don't like it.
0: Really? Yes. Okay, I think it's Okay, so it's, it's not like my absolute favorite. I love the montage with it. I do like, the
1: montage is fine, but yeah, I don't know. I just, oh, I don't like this song. Also, it can we just talk about how
0: much my mom and I were like, wow, that is real life when they were describing the plot of Superbia. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. But, okay, so, the reason Superbia isn't, like, on the soundtrack anywhere, like, it's so hard to find. And the reason, like, you can't do it, first of all, is because it's unfinished. It's not a complete work. So, even if you wanted to, you would have to finish it, which, like, ruins the sanctity of Superbia. And it's a Jonathan Larson thing. You don't touch it. So, That's one reason, first of all. But the second reason is because it actually belongs to the Library of Congress. Because when Jonathan Larson died in 1996, his entire collection of unproduced and unfinished works was donated to the Library of Congress. So that's why, like, it's not really there. I think I didn't, I'm not quite sure about this, but I'm pretty sure. You have to get, like, special permission to be able to use it for stuff. Wow. from them don't quote me on that though i'm not quite sure so there's also an album called jonathan sings larson from 2007 and it's all of the unreleased like raw recordings of just jonathan larson singing some of some songs that he wrote Some of them are from Superbia. Some of them are from other works that haven't been finished. I think there's one or two of the original demos from Rent. Oh, wow. But yeah, that's what that is. There's also um, an album called The Jonathan Larson Project, which was a CD that was released in 2019 that was originally a concert, and it was entirely made up of Larson's unheard and unfinished works, Superbia being one of them. So, the script for Superbia is also in the Library of Congress, and if you'd like to read it, you can. But, like I mentioned before, it's unfinished, and finishing it is like sacrilege to theater people. Yeah. He also, oh, also, okay, the reason he started writing Superbia, it's believed, it's not confirmed, but it's believed, is because he also has, in the Library of Congress, there's also a work that's a musical starting. It's like the starting of an adaptation of George Orwell's 1984. He's the one who wrote 1984,
0: right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I haven't read 1984 ever, so. Me neither. Let me check. Yep, George Orwell. Okay, cool.
1: So he wanted to start writing a script, a musical adaptation of George Orwell's 1984, but he couldn't get the rights to it. So it's believed that that's what served as the inspiration for *Superbia*. So that became like, like in the back of his mind, he was thinking 1984 while he was writing *Superbia*. Okay. If you, also, if you want to hear Jonathan Larson sing, which is amazing. On the original Broadway soundtrack of Tick, Tick, Boom, he performs Boho Days at the very end of the soundtrack. Interesting. Yeah, and it's really good. I've been trying to learn all the words, but it's hard.
0: Yeah. There is too many names. You know that um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, in an off-Broadway production of Tick, Tick, Boom, played Jonathan? Yes. There are I found this out internet. after he directed
1: it. Yeah. There are videos on the internet of it. And honestly, I don't get it. Nope. But also, if you listen to the original Broadway cast, Raul Esparza, who played Jonathan in the original Broadway cast, who is district attorney. Oh, my gosh. What's his name? Oh, he is on SVU. Oh, my gosh. What is his name? barba district attorney okay. barba that's his name he plays the original jonathan larson which first of all i didn't even know he could sing i was like i know you from law and order what the heck are you doing here raul esparza and then he sings and you're like whoa i didn't even know he could sing in the first place and then you start listening to the soundtrack and you realize oh my gosh he can't sing and then you listen to it more and you're like wow he really sounds like lin-manuel miranda Interesting. Yeah. I was like, maybe that's Lynn? why Lynn got cast. That's what I was thinking. I was listening to it and I was like, Lynn? Is this Lynn Manuel Miranda? What is going on? So, yeah. That's my little rant about that. I'm done now. Um, I would
0: rate it a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10.
1: Same. Definitely not my favorite think? musical. Definitely not my favorite Jonathan Larson musical. No. But For what it is, there's some good bangers in there. No More is pretty cool. Green Green Dress has been stuck in my head all day. Yeah, same. Which, I think they did Green Green Dress dirty in the movie. Same. 45 seconds of Green Green Dress. That song is three minutes long. And it's good. Anyway, moving on. The last one. We're going to split this cast list up. This is huge.
0: Wait, do you want to guess the critic and audience score on, t- um, on Rotten Tomatoes for Tick, Tick, Boom? Yeah, sure, I guess. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, okay. I think the critic score is like an 85. And I think okay. the
0: audience score is like a 90. So, the critic score is an 88- Percent certified fresh pretty close and the audience score is at 96 percent wow
1: yeah i thought people were gonna think this was too weird obviously not clearly not i don't know i like it but it's
0: a little like i said it's a little all over the place and i some people don't like that yes. So, the last thing we're going to talk about is the Return to Hogwarts 20th Anniversary Harry Potter special. And a quick synopsis is cast members from all Harry Potter films reunite in a retrospective special to celebrate the anniversary of the first film, including interviews and cast conversations. It was directed by Aaron Creevy, Joe Perlman, and Giorgio Testi. And it came out actually on January 1st of 2022. And the cast includes, and this is in order on IMDb, and I hate how they listed some of these actors. Honestly, me too.
1: Also, we didn't, that's not half. Splitting it at Mark Williams is not half.
0: Okay, Chris Columbus? That's half, yeah. Okay. So the cast includes Emma Watson as self. She played Hermione. Okay. Um, Daniel Ryan. Let's preface this whole thing by saying. Everybody is as themselves. We're just going to tell you who they played. (laughs) Okay. So Emma Watson, who played Hermione Granger. Daniel Radcliffe, who played Harry Potter. Ralph Fiennes, who played Voldemort. Gary Oldman, who played Sirius Black. Helena Bonham Carter, who played Bellatrix. Bonnie Wright, who played Jenny Weasley. Ivana Lynch, who played Luna Lovegood. Jason Isaacs, who played Lucius Malfoy. Tom Felton, who played Draco Malfoy, Rupert Grant, who played Ron Weasley, and finally, why I'm mad. Matthew Lewis, who played Neville Longbottom, Robbie Coltrane, who played Hagrid, and Chris Columbus, who is the director of The Sorcerer's Stone.
1: It also included Imelda Staunton, as, um, who played Umbridge, um, Alfred, oh gosh, how do you say his last name? Enoch. Enoch. Enoch? I don't know. Alfred Enoch, or Enoch, however you say his last name, as or who played Dean Thomas, Ian Hart, who played Professor Quirrell, James Phelps, who played Fred Weasley, Mark Williams, who played Arthur Weasley, Oliver Phelps, who played George Weasley, J.K. Rowling, um, who was the author of yes. Harry Potter. Yes, in
0: archive footage.
1: Yes. These are all archive footage
0: from or, from, yeah.
1: from J.K. Rowling on. Is all archive footage. Um, Kenneth Branagh, who played Gilderoy Lockhart. Michael Gambon, who played Dumbledore from...
0: Prisoner of Azkaban.
1: I thought he played it from a- everything after Chamber of Secrets.
0: Yeah, so Prisoner of Azkaban.
1: Oh, yeah. From Prisoner of <laughs> Azkaban on. <laughs> um, Richard Harris, who played Dumbledore for Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. Rice Ivins as Xenophilius Lovegood, um, Helen McCroy, who was uh, Narcissa Malfoy, Alan Rickman, who was Severus Snape, Maggie Smith, who was Professor McGonagall, and David Oh, Thulis. gosh, I always mess up his last name. Thulis? Thulis? How do Thu-lis. you say it? Thu-lis? Thulis? I always say it wrong. Okay. And David Thulis, who played uh, Professor Lupin, which... Again, yes. I hate the way that they ordered this. This is so infuriating.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but the main trio should be the first three. On yeah, DB. and it has to go: Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert Grint. Yes, that's how you do it. Done. I wish they actually got Maggie Smith. Honestly, same. Also, Warwick Davis. Yes. Because those two were also from the beginning with those guys. Yeah,
1: and got to watch the kids grow up. And then, okay, did you see that thing about Maggie
0: Smith that you were talking about earlier? So I know you saw it. <laughs> yes. So this person terrified me last night. Or yesterday a morning. Joke. I was scrolling through TikTok yesterday morning. Just like trying to start my day on a good note. I've had a very stressful week. Girl, yesterday? I saw this like three days ago. I saw this yesterday. I got mad. (sighs) It might have been Tuesday. It was either Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know. But it had, like, slow Harry Potter music. And this guy is, like, Maggie, um, famed actress Maggie Smith, just days after famed actress um, Betty 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 White um, passed away woke up in her london house but he paused and yeah. it terrified me he was like because just- i thought that's how i was gonna find out that maggie smith was dead i know
1: no he was like he was like just days after the 20th anniversary harry potter special and the death of beloved famed actress betty white maggie smith Woke up in her UK home. And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to kill you. Like, oh, I was so upset.
0: I was like, what? That's how we started yesterday off. My, like, terrible day that I had yesterday that you know about that I don't really want to get into too much detail. Yeah, that's how my day started. Yeah. And it just got
1: downhill from was that there. that video. <laughs> yeah. That video was so terrible. Yeah. Also... I don't yeah. like, at the beginning of the special, why? What
0: was the choice? What was the okay. choice? Why did they start with Emma, Matthew, and Rob- Robbie? I don't know. What was the choice there? It should have started with the Hogwarts Express. Yes. Also, also, what was the choice with having all the Weasleys except for Ron, who was at the special there? Yeah. I was like, what in the heck? I think it's because Rupert wasn't there for very long. Because you only see him in two s- spots on set. Because yeah. he just had a kid last year. Which, good for him. But also,
1: sad. Like, why? why
0: yeah. yeah. Also, why weren't Rupert and Dan invited to the ball beginning sequence? <laughs> what? I was like,
1: where the heck are they? And then part of me was like, what if this is, like, some big elaborate joke to, like, that they were just sitting in the corner the whole time?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, Emma was the star, and they were just, like, sitting off in a corner. They were like, yeah, 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 we'll get to you. Go away. Oh, yeah. They definitely chose to have her be the big star of this. Yeah. Which, like, is good. Like, good for her. Like, she's the one who's... She's, like, one of the main She's the one who's really done continued.
0: the most big things since Potter. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> what the heck it made no sense like i i agree i i was texting sean that i was starting it and then i was like they started it off really weird because they chose three actors that i like if you have to have that scene of them like getting the hogwarts letters for the special it should have been dan rupert and emma yeah like not matthew lewis robbie coltrane and emma Yeah.
1: But, like, I mean, they worked with what they were given, you know? Yeah. So there's part of me that's like, we can't be too hard on them.
0: Also, I love the audition story, speaking of Emma, that Tom says. (laughs) Do you remember it? It's been a few days. Okay. So they're talking about how they were, like, auditioning for the first movie, so Sorcerer's Stone. Mm-hmm. which he was still auditioning for Potter, Harry Potter at the time, like not even Draco Malfoy yet, Harry Potter. And they're filming oh, them, so, you know, they have yes. the boom mic above them. Yes. And he's talking about how this little girl was like, what's that? And he went, it's a boom mic, duh. And the duh. only reason he remembers that story is because it was Emma Watson.
1: Mhm. And that's probably what got him Draco Malfoy.
0: Yes, that is definitely why he got
1: Draco over Harry, was that interaction duh. he had with Emma. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, really quick, it made me cry when same Emma, um, oh gosh, who was Emma, it?
0: Bonnie, and Ivana hugging on the yes. Hogwarts Express? Yes, that's when I cried. That's when I started to cry. I was like, damn, this is like, wow. Got me. They really
1: hit me in the feels right now. My three favorite girls all together and hugging. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Also, I love whenever they were like, oh, look, a bunch of Gryffindors. Um, to, like when Tom walked in and it was Matthew and whatever, the guy who played Dean Thomas. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Dean Thomas.
1: Which Them I, hanging out- I had kind of a bone to pick about this because he was he was the guy who like threw the ball at the Rose Bowl game.
0: The guy who Dean played Thomas? Dean
1: Thomas. Yeah. I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, why? That was my first thought. I was like, okay, maybe it's like as an advertisement for like the the thing. Okay, fine. But then I was like, really? You couldn't get anybody else? And then I was also like, okay, he was there from the beginning and like he grew up with them and stuff. But like, he wasn't that big part of a story. I was like, when they announced him, I was like, who the heck is this guy?
0: Honestly... Same. I was like, you are I know you're one of the, like, three people of color in this thing. <laughs> Male people of color in this movie. But who, which one were you? Yeah. No, it's like Dean Thomas had, I like. I think I texted Sean that it was Lee Jordan and not Dean Thomas at oops. some point when I was watching it.
1: But, yeah. So. Like, they made him, like, a huge thing at the Rose Bowl parade. Like, um, oh, who was it? Oh, it was – oh, gosh, what's his name? That country guy who sang at the parade, like, through the first – like, through the ball for the Rose Bowl game to yeah. Dean Thomas. It was obviously CGI. He didn't throw it. Like, they were in two different place, parts of Pasadena.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, the Rose Bowl Stadium is, like, miles away from where they do the parade.
0: Um. So, but anyway, yeah. like – also, <laughs> there are Harry Potter archers that now live in the um the US. I know Matthew Lewis now lives in Orlando. Yeah. Fun fact. Because his wife worked at Universal Orlando as like one of the events coordinators for all the Potter events that he would always go to. Mm-hmm. So that's how McG- he and his wife met and it's really cute. Yeah. And it I know is people that like while they were working, he came into like whatever fast food or, like, store they work at.
1: Yeah. And it was just
0: Neville Longbottom. Yeah. Which is why he's at, like, every Orlando convention that you can go to. He's always cool. there. Yeah. That's really cool. Same with Ashley Eckstein, because they're, like, the only two that, like, really live in Orlando. Orlando,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why she, you could just find her walking around at Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was really weird to see Robbie Coltrane, like, not as Hagrid. I know. I was like, who is this? And then, like, they showed clips of him, and I was like, ah, Hagrid! And then they, like, cut back to talking, and I was like, who is this person talking? This is not Hagrid. But it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Also, I love that he was such, like, a big mentor to Emma. Yeah. Yeah. Like, during her first big acting piece, which was in Chamber, when yeah. um she's just been called a mudblood, Hermione has. And it's her saying that to Hagrid and the gang. And him being there supporting her. Yeah. It was really sweet.
1: I they really couldn't liked- have done
0: this special without Ro- Robbie.
1: Oh, no. He carried this whole special. <laughs> like, Yes. No, but, okay, I really loved hearing all of the actors talk about like, um, like talk about Chris Columbus and the other directors. I, that's weird that they didn't include the other directors. Yeah, again, IMDB made me mad. IMDB. not not a <laughs> homie G today.
0: I also did this a few weeks ago when or like a few days ago when it first went on. Here, I'm just looking at Harry Potter directors. So David Yates directed from Five on. Um, Alfonso Cuarón directed Prisoner of Azkaban. Mike Newell directed Goblet of Fire, and Chris Columbus directed the first two. Yeah, so I and loved- David Yates is still directing Harry Potter to this day, or Wizarding World yeah. content to this day.
1: So I loved that. I loved hearing how each director treated them differently based off of, like, the age group that they were
0: in. Yeah.
1: You know? Like, when Chris Columbus was director, they were all little kids. Like, little kids.
0: Which, like, think about what movie he was probably directing or had just directed at the time. Yeah. Home Alone.
1: Yeah. Which is, like,
0: the and quintessential
1: kid movie.
0: You know? Yeah. That's, like... So, I think... And then we get Alfonso Cuaron with his paper that he had them write.
1: We'll get there. But I think that it's like, it was really sweet to see the footage of Chris on set with the kids and like getting down to their level and talking to them and letting
0: them be kids. Yeah. The the scenes of them playing like all the hand games was just...
1: Yes. Like saying that their hands would be bright red, like in between takes because they were playing slaps. Like...
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like I think... Kids, yeah, are allowed to be kids,
1: which I think doesn't happen now. Oh no, I don't think kids are really allowed to be kids, even just like in everyday life. I feel like there is a lot of kids who are not allowed to be kids, and I.
0: Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that's like, one of the problems that's I have the with reason the fashion that movie industry. <laughs> is so whimsical. Yeah, and because it's so childlike. Kids. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a great
1: way to and i love how
0: he um chris columbus even said that he felt guilty leaving them after yeah. chamber but you know what it's what was needed it was because alfonso Cuarón, without him the series we don't get the darker harry potter's because yeah. that's when it changes
1: yeah like he said Do you want to in talk his... about the
0: paper yeah,
1: like he said in his interview, that was a weird emphasis on that word. <laughs> no, <laughs> I said it like he would have said it. No, um, but like he said in his interview, like he really wanted to focus on like that childlike wonder that was there before. It's gone. Yeah, like they're teenagers, and this world is cold and dark and coming for them. The
0: mentors. Yeah, and we get go introduced ahead. to you the, can talk about the paper and that. now. So I knew about this story already, about the paper. I think a lot of people did. Yeah, but my mom didn't. It was the funniest thing to see her reaction, (laughs) because she and I watched this special together. So we were watching it, and they Mm -hmm. started talking about the paper, and I'm like, oh, I know this story. And my mom was listening to it, and she's like, they are their characters. For those of you who don't know, when Alfonso Cuaron came on to the Prisoner of Azkaban, he um, had Emma, Rupert, and Dan all write a paper about their characters. And Daniel wrote about a page, maybe two pages. Emma Watson wrote like 10 or 12 pages, I think they said in the special. Like 12 and pages. Rupert Grant never turned it in.
1: Mm-hmm. And his reasoning was Ron wouldn't do Ron the assignment. Ron wouldn't turn it in. They are such their characters. They really are. Dan did like a page, page and a half. He was like, "Yeah, this is good."
0: Like T. K. Rowling's written four books about it already. Yeah, but a there's page not is much good. to add, you know. He's Harry Potter. I want to read what Emma wrote, though. I do too. I want to read what took both her
1: twelve pages. I know. I want to read it all. I want to read hers. I want to read Dan's. I want to see the blank page of Rupert's.
0: He, yeah yeah um I thought it was interesting them talking about how and this is a few b- movies later, how all three of them thought about leaving, yeah, at different times at different times, but it was all right around the fifth movie, yeah. And, I think, I I think that someone, I forget who it was, I think it was Dan, but it might have been Rupert, but they were talking about, like, oh, yeah, as a 14-year-old kid, I'm not going up to another 14-year-old being, like, how are you doing, like, are you doing okay, like, it was Rupert, mentally, it was Rupert, yeah Dan also said something very similar, yeah, so, they both talked lovely. about it. But yeah. And Tom talking about how much Emma took on because she was younger than all than the two of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kind of had each other's back and Emma was there. Yeah. And like, it's totally different for women in,
1: yeah. in Hollywood. And like, she wasn't even a woman yet. She was still a young girl.
0: Yeah, she was 15 years old when she thought about leaving. Yeah. 14, 15. Yeah, so she's still just a kid, you know? Yeah. And, like. She just turned
1: 30, like, last year, I think. They did. She did. What? She did? She did. <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, which is crazy to think about. You look at the pictures of them now versus when they were little kids, and it's like, whoa.
0: She turned 31 last year. 32 Th- okay, this year. Okay, there you go. Also, I love how the third picture, when I look her up on Google, is her and Tom Felton. Of course. Well, they said, you know, they love each other. Maybe not romantically, but they love each other. Okay, how they were talking about each other, I was like, (sighs) we're going to get news later on this year that they're dating.
1: I know. Seriously, I was like, (laughs) we're getting news later that they've reconnected and they're like together and like blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, and the headlines are going to be like... Harry Potter actors, um, Emma Watson and Tom Felton, uh, dating after how many years? Yeah. Seriously. I would love that.
1: Would Speaking of, okay, this is like not even related at all. But I love the story that Dan was Richard telling. Harris. Yes! <laughs> when they were talking about the phoenix. Fox the phoenix in the movie is an animatronic bird that they just kind of yes. made up and between takes the guy who was like puppeteering the bird with like the remote control whatever yeah. was like keeping it engaged just to like just cuz he can yeah. and so richard harris walks over to who was it it was, it was dan chris columbus. and chris columbus right both of them
0: yes 12-year-old yeah, Daniel Radcliffe and however old Chris Columbus, Columbus was.
1: Yeah. Walks over to them and he goes, wow, a miracle. Like, wow, look at how they train these things. Like, I talk and it reacts. And they just like... They never told him. No, they never told him, but they busted up laughing.
0: Speaking of Richard Harris, all of the tributes that they did to the Potter actors that passed... Don't even get me started. I was... Crying. I forgot that Helen McCroy passed away last year. I did too. And then they start talking about her, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was last year.
1: Uh huh. I forgot too. And then they start, I was like,
0: <sighs> she passed away of breast cancer.
1: Mm hmm. But yeah.
0: But yeah. Her and. Alan, of course, they started talking about Alan Rickman early on because um, Gary Oldman was like, I wish I had gotten the full picture. And they, he was like, oh, yeah, you must have gotten it, Dan. He's like, no, I was a kid. They're not letting me know. Yeah. It would have been a Tom Holland situation if they let Daniel. Oh, yeah. At, like, Are you kidding me? 13. No. Alan Rickman was the only one who knew what happened to anybody. Yeah, he because he was like, I will not do this film unless you tell me. Yeah. How my character ends. Yeah. So she told him. And
1: everybody begged him to tell them. And he said no.
0: I wish we knew what he actually said.
1: Me too. Or like what
0: she said. Me too. Obviously we won't ever know. know at this point. Well, I mean, she could. Yeah, she could. But I mean, well, there's no way to know. For sure, it Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also forgot that the guy who played Vernon passed away. Yeah, I did too. He wasn't listed either. He was. No, he was not. Oh, wait, he wasn't listed on the cast list. Yeah. So many people were not listed on that cast list. So Do you want to have like three pages of notes just for the cast list of this thing? No. If you want to know who was in it, look up Harry Potter entire cast. That's who all was in it. They forgot the guy who played Dobby.
1: Yeah, he was in it too. He was great. I loved him. I love the story. I know we've talked about it before. But I love the story of, oh gosh, what's his name? Of Jason Isaacs talking about when (laughs) in Chamber of Secrets, when he's leaving Dumbledore's office and he like, kicks Dobby down the stairs and then he like hits him with the cane and then (laughs) and then Chris Columbus is like oh can we wipe up that spot where Jason just like slipped and he was like no no I'm fine like what do you mean I didn't slip and he's like well what did you do and he's like oh I kicked Dobby down the stairs what'd you do with the stick oh I hit him when he tried to get back up and he was like (laughs) he was just like oh my god yeah I love that story it's a great story
0: Hold on. I'm just looking to see what all. Um, So the guy who played Dobby is named Toby Jones. And he's amazing. I love him. He's in Captain America, Winter Soldier. Who? Here, I'll type it in our Zoomcast or copy paste it. Okay. Anyway. He's also Claudius in Hunger Games. No. (laughs) I am on his IMDb page right now. He He was also the voice of Owl in Christopher Robin.
1: Oh my gosh, he totally does play
0: Professor Zola. Oh my gosh, he totally does. (laughs) Yeah, so Dobby the Household is Professor Zola. I knew I recognized him from something. Honestly, same.
1: I was like, how, how, how do I know this guy? Oh my I gosh. Was,
0: oh my gosh, he was in that Finding Neverland movie with um uh, with Johnny Depp. It was Johnny Depp, right? The Lost Boys? No, Finding Neverland. I don't know that one. Based on Playwright J M. Barry? And the relationship with the family to inspire him to create Peter Pan, that movie. Mm-mm. I don't it know was that made one. into a Broadway show that kind of failed. Oh, but it's gorgeous show. I heard the music from the show. But Toby Jones was the guy who plays the actor of Smee because he's working on the um the play of hmm. Peter Pan.
1: Okay. Yes. Well, I know. I yes, I did not. Honestly, okay, with the beard and, like, the goatee and, like, all that, I didn't even recognize him as Professor Zola. When he doesn't have it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Professor Zola. But with, like, the beard and everything, I was like, who is this? Yeah. But, no, I love him. He's great. So, this is getting kind of long, so we should wrap this up.
0: So, what would you rate this, like, documentary special thing? I give it a nine and a half. Same. Same. I like it. What do you think the critics and the audience score is? Oh, shit. I don't know. Let's skip run that. tomatoes. <laughs> Let's skip it. Skip it? Yeah. Should I just say it? Sure. Since I brought up the question? Sure. So it's a 95% certified fresh um, critics score. Okay. And an 89% audience score. Not too shabby. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. All in all, I think... In
1: these past few weeks, a lot of good stuff has come out. Yes. And I am really excited to see the other stuff that's going to come out this year. I have yet to see Hmm. No Way Home. That's my bad. We were supposed to watch it, and then I was still sick. No, I haven't been spoiled, so don't say anything.
0: Oh, my gosh. How have you not been spoiled? Encanto TikTok saved me, girl. I'm on Encanto
1: and No Way Home TikTok. I am not. And anytime I see anything that says spider-man spoilers i skip hardcore
0: i almost got spoiled and i will let you know what it is when you finally watch this movie we're going we this week on- we
1: decided we're going this week it's just because so we had this thing me and my boyfriend had this thing where it was like oh you can do dinner and a movie at the sugar factory downtown which is okay. great so we're really stuck yeah. i want to go but the thing is we were supposed to go last thursday but, as you know, last Thursday, I was still very ill. Yes. So, I just ended up going over to his place, and we just kind of hung out for a little bit. So, yeah. Um, because I literally, I was like, I cannot go out in public. I, I've lived in sweats for an entire week. And PJs. And it was awful. But anyway, we will Shall see- we see them in the outro?
0: Yes, that is just what I was going to say. Okay. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan House. We are a proud member of the Real Fans Network. That's right. There's a huge variety of shows to listen to,
1: like Real Fans for Real Movies, Holy Batcast, the All Batman Podcast, which Emma is listening to right now.
0: Yes, I am. I'm actually a really big DC fan. I don't really talk about it here, but I am. Yes. And
1: Disorder, every Disney movie, which I'm listening to right now. You watch the movies, listen to the podcast. Very nice. You learn a lot. I want to do that this year. That's another goal of mine. There you go. Andy and Michael and Hunter are so much fun to listen to on Disorder Every Disney Movie. That's a great one. And there's also Please Rewind, which is the retro movie show. Yes.
0: So join us next week where we will be talking about what we would do if we were Disney Parks CEO and some of the expansions to Disneyland and Disney World that were recently announced. Remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you thought of
1: the show. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FanfatalesPod for the latest updates and to possibly be featured in a future episode. Now, Emma, where can
0: the people find you on social media? So, my Instagram and TikTok are both at Snippy Emma, which is S N I P P Y E M M A. What about you, Gabs?
1: I'm at Gabby Gent on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's G A B Y J E N T. Our music is by our amazing friend Maddie Macon, and our editing is by the amazing and wonderful Carolyn Smier. As always, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. The views expressed in this episode do not reflect the brand or company they're about. <laughs>